Chloe Kardashian posted a vehicle saying that she has COVID-19. Oh my God, who the hell cares? You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of The Haunting of Blythe Manor. This is episode five, The Altar of the Dead. This one was written by Angela LaMana and directed by Liam Gavin. I gave this episode a nine out of 10. I've heard a lot of criticism that it's boring this season, that it's not horror. And that's the thing, when people go into certain things, myself included, I've been guilty of it, they have expectations. And when those expectations aren't met, you have a tendency to react negatively and you don't necessarily view the content in the same lens. And because I'm not a horror fan and I did not want to be scared out of my tits, every damn episode i'm thoroughly enjoying this as a good story with some horror like type of essence and when you think of haunting it is a ghost story ghost stories aren't as well in the past they didn't have to like i watch ghost ship i love that movie they didn't have that type of horror aspect that some of these demonic thrillers have and i think they try to make so many that particular way and then we also had the haunting of hill house which that was terrifying and had some curveballs i think unfortunately the curveball in this episode everyone had already (laughs) guessed it like there was this was supposed to be the big reveal moment the big episode five but it was already predicted by anyone who was watching Hannah. So I think it just did not hit the way that they expected their big reveal for the first season because people were looking for the curve versus this season, people are already spotting it. It's kind of like Westworld season one and two. You know, it's not going to be the same because people are now trying to get ahead of the storytellers and you know that's just a fan decision people love to blame other people for their viewing experiences but i think it's a cohesive story i think it has really great somber elements to it there's a lot of things that are horrifying you know dying before you reach your full potential dying before you know you have a chance to toss off the the types of things that are holding you back there's regrets there are a lot of things that are horrifying aspects in life that are more realistic than those ghosts running around trying to scare people and quite frankly when i saw the lady in the lake this episode i was like okay i don't know why y'all just don't punch her in the face because i was going straight up scary movie like she ain't even scary she ain't scary at all cindy (laughs) she just just hit her in the face she ain't nothing but bones but i get it clearly she took out a grown man but as an audience member and a scaredy cat i was not running for the hills i probably could have watched this episode at night i won't but i could have so let's talk about hannah because she is the focus of this entire episode i am sorry for the one day delay i kid you not i crawled into bed after my shower and i didn't come back out you also will be hearing my heater because it's cold and it is what it is 
So Hannah begins the episode by the fire with Owen, and that's also where she ends the episode, who is talking about the great tragedy of the of life cycle, basically. It's the reason why you need the carpe diem. Don't catch yourself stuck in a position and not taking any step forward, not um, taking risks. And he mentions the importance of you know you can't rely on the past you can't rely on your future because everything really like your past you'll forget your future you may not have it's the moment which is why he is wanting her to go back to paris with him so that they can basically start anew but she's cautious she doesn't say yes it doesn't matter anyway at this moment i'm not sure about the time in this episode it felt as if this was one of her last memories but i don't believe so because danny was there so clearly that's not correct then she begins the more thorough memories or she starts to go through her more pivotal points at Bly Manor the first time she meets Peter of course Quint he is smoking a cigarette and saucy as always and it's the beginning of honestly Hannah (laughs) when she asks if he is going to bring in the luggage straight away instead of make himself comfortable on the Wingraves car. The Wingraves have come for fall break because the kids are there. Mr. and Mrs. Wingrave are there. I think Charlotte is her first name and Henry as well. Turns out this is also when she found out her husband was cheating on her with another woman and apparently ran off and she had a moment of breaking down I mean the actress I can't remember her name I'm gonna say it I'm following her on Instagram right now but she did an amazing job I loved everything about her performance she was just so powerful uh and that's good to see you know people have a tendency to lean on I know I made a joke about the the lip quiver because I felt like everyone in the season two of leftovers was like you know what that lip quiver that's doing the damn thing right there and then like 14 other people were doing the exact thing so it's nice to see an expression that's not the typical so her just going outside and just releasing all of that pent-up frustration and pain and rage that she cannot show was just it hit me in all of the right feels her name is Tania Miller see I didn't screw it up as much as I thought I'm gonna definitely see some other things that she has been in because i think as stated earlier she's fucking fantastic but oh she's in years and years i've been wanting to watch that i have not but that's on my list so yay someone in that that i will enjoy watching that turns out um her husband never comes back either because she sticks to her vows in another conversation with mrs gwengrave the first time when she hears her cry out she offers her to stay at Blythe as long as she wants you don't have to go back in town and then later in the church she tells her she can stay permanently she can sell her home have a nest egg she's reluctant to take that type of assistance she don't want to think it's a handout but they're like you know this is your home we want you to believe that it's your home and it's definitely a contradiction in the face of what peter is constantly saying they don't value us we're them and they are the way they are she has 
The same bad taste in men <laughs> are that type of trend in common with Rebecca, which was interesting to see. We also learn because she intends, as I stated earlier with that conversation with Miss Wingrave, to have faith her husband will come back to her. Don't stop But through her memories, we also get to see some fallout of what happened without complete fallout, but we get to catch up with the events of what went on with Rebecca and Peter. So you have the moment in which Hannah is vacuuming. I love also the fact that she was going through each doors and it was different scenes. Like the way in which this episode was directed was rather on point i loved everything about how they showed her being a ghost and what it is like for her she witnesses a possessed miles fucking with jamie on a ladder and smoking and goes to follow him that turns out to be a mistake she continues to see the crack i think i missed the scene where she is vacuuming peter comes back and the kids are happy to see Uncle Peter. They become close to him. And she spies on the conversation in which Peter is saying, you know, what's the problem? <laughs> and Rebecca's like, you've been gone for a week. And you haven't, like the last time you talked to me, you were talking to me in a manner that was not pleasant. And at first he tries to say, I don't know what you're talking about. But then he apologizes for his behavior says that he's in deep it won't happen again he uses the word please a lot and i feel as if that is something he probably said as a child i don't know why i'm getting that idea but she takes him back kisses him and they've made up he also seemed happier in this moment because he even went by uh by hannah and kind of gave her uh a touch of affection or maybe it was most of it was meant to make her feel uncomfortable i am not sure but there's a mo another moment with peter and then we'll get back to rebecca i know i'm all over the place because this is a review <laughs> it's not a scene by scene i think i said that up top of my other podcast but yes i am just giving all my thoughts on the episode she catches peter stealing a necklace of charlotte's and she tells him you know i'm not gonna allow you to do that and that's when he gives her the whole spill you think that you're special you think that they're gonna take care of you you're just the help we're more alike than you think we're not valued but she's not hearing it because she knows better even though you do have to feel a little uncomfortable with the fact that you are making your home in someone else's home you're there to serve but i believe that's something that she takes pride in and she likes to do as she says earlier this is my home to owen i do take pride in it then we go back to rebecca and she's in the church with her as well and rebecca is giving us a little bit more information on why she is so vulnerable to peter it turns out she was a daddy's girl and then her father grew up verbally abusing her telling her she's incompetent and adequate never 
gave her any support regarding her ambitions and so of course when she meets someone like peter who sees her for who she is and admires that person and falls in love with her of course she would devote herself to that man and then all those things that are you know not the best not perfect the rough around the edges as she says she is more able to deal with because she is in a way used to that type of verbal abuse and it's sad but she also references to the fact that she's dealt with men like him before meaning she's probably been in relationships in which he has not been given her full due or or allow things to you know not allow herself to be treated in a disrespectful manner because of those men whether she eventually got out of it or not but she feels special with peter this is new to her as she says even though hannah says she just said it's not she's trying to convince her to basically not make the same mistakes as she herself did you know you're putting all your eggs in one basket and it's not the best basket for you you can do so much better you're so much more and it is a little bit of an irony that hannah is pressing this on rebecca but hannah also feels that peter is dangerous and that's what she said like he scares me very much scares me and bex doesn't see that yet but hannah could see and i think that's where she recognizes like this isn't just a like a situation like me but this guy is not going to just run off he's going to do something to hurt you it's too much the possession that he has and that's true there is a difference between just being a shit husband (laughs) and sticking with a shit husband or honoring vows that are no longer relevant than being with someone who may physically harm you certainly mentally cause you some distress because she pointed out as well that the last week you haven't slept you haven't been yourself like it is physically manifesting within your demeanor his effect on you she also witnesses peter with miles by the well and this is what is what happened when she was killed that's the big secret of the whole episode she was murdered right before uh danny actually got herself there because and i I hate the her last words were honestly (laughs) i shouldn't laugh because it's not funny but it is kind of funny because i'm a morbid person but she's like all you had to do was just not come around you had this newbie he's like i would love to be arrested i would love to be alive right now so that i could be arrested but i'm got this thing going on and this thing is his possession of miles where that's gonna lead i don't know but i don't trust peter quint one bit not i'm just with hannah like girl you need to get rid of that one but i could see why um rebecca would feel that way she hasn't quite seen as much from him as hannah and hannah didn't say hey i busted him stealing (laughs) i would have thrown that out there to try to convince someone peter then is with bex in bed now this was weird and i love how they explained this later as it was a memory within another ghost memory which is awesome um where he wakes up in bed with her he says he's got to go to the bank 
And then he tells her that he wants her to come with her to America because they will never be more than the help to these snobbish purist elite. And I'm like, in the 1980s, I guess. She wants to, or he wants her to pack her bag for tomorrow night and be ready to go and promises to come back for her because he's never had such love, trust, blind faith, devotion, much of anything it seems in his life worth having until he's met her he says i love you and of course she wants to feel all of this beloved and believed in like this is the perfect story right like no one gets him like me yep but as he walks out the door hannah begins talking or bex begins talking to hannah and she says this is one of her favorite memories he was never more himself And then she says, don't leave because I can never seem to watch. So she's actually talking to Bex ghost to ghost. And I thought that was pretty cool. Then we see the moment that Peter dies. We see the the lady from the lake coming in and they're out of bed at first. And they mentioned that something's up with Flora's dollhouse. So someone like other ghosts have been talking to Flora and Miles in this house and they've been warning her about the lady in the lake so that hasn't been hannah that's been these other ghosts that's just been chilling in the place which is interesting because i'm not sure (laughs) just other ghosts around are we gonna see the other ghosts maybe we have seen because i don't look in those dark spaces to see if things are popping up i'm like i don't want to look over there no thank you i don't need a ghost scavenger hunt he uh had his neck snapped and i do like the fact that he is nice to the kids as much as he's a dick he is he's like you guys are up what are you doing going back to bed everything's fine we heard something downstairs going back to bed like he has a genuine at least it seems as if he has a genuine like of the children and then i felt worse for them because they had to watch someone else they know die get his neck snapped and then apparently she does this walk they have a time frame of when she's doing this walk and he comes out of the room as a ghost miles is like what the fuck happened he doesn't realize he's a ghost um he starts to fade away but he anchors himself and then he watches the woman drag his body down then he touches miles and this is the first time he realizes he can possess a living person and i'm sure this is the beginning of the the miles possessions has flora possessed um i'm not sure because i feel as if flora would be one of the ones that would be like if it was uh what's her face rebecca like i can't see a little girl being in the graveyard cleaning off headstones yet i could see someone like rebecca doing that or having conversations with her so interesting but it doesn't seem as if miles is and peter are causing the issues plus they killed hannah he killed hannah miles is like i'm had a strange dream (laughs) the strange dream is i killed someone the episode ends with hannah having her last or her memory of owen by the fire and she eventually says yes this time 
I like the way that her and Owen were going back and forth because that's the only other big thing of this episode because she interviews him and falls madly in love because he's so honest and open and she's like oh no honesty speaks so much for you and they just have a connection and it's really sad that she never gets to go to Paris with him and that's going to be a lasting regret because he says do it while we're still alive and she's not alive anymore so there's a, a poignant melancholy to her situation that is sad and tragic and that's the part of the horror story that we are getting from her perspective that i really appreciated this episode so if you want to send feedback for the next episode i believe it should be i don't think we have any more this week i think it's just coming back next week you can send it to blackholecouch at gmail.com you can find this podcast on podbean stitcher itunes spotify and wherever else good podcasts can be found my social medias will be below remember to like share subscribe and if you have time run over to itunes leave a review and rate the podcast until the next time peace hair grease black or magic